might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. What you rolling though? What you rolling? Well, I'm rolling that dead up back. Oh, shit, okay, okay. Get us back then. Get us back. You rolling dead niggas fast. That's just sticky. That's just sticky. I do need it, yeah, but I do. I ain't gonna lie. I threw in some of mine. I still need dead people. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Fuck is you talking about, nigga? Bruh. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood to smoke a dad ass. Up that it. big bitch. Up that big bitch. My hands are full. Fuck that. Up that bitch. You telling me right now if an op came down the block right now. He's gone. <laughs> oh my dad, nigga. Fuck is she talking about, nigga? Fuck is she talking about? She grabbed the wood with the other. Welcome to Might as Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Why bother? <laughs> it's all a scam. <laughs> hey, I see you motherfuckers all over social media talking about your grandiose dreams and these fucking grand visions of the future. Oh, I got dreams, Maui. I got dreams. I want to be this and that. I want to do this and that. I want to achieve this and that, brah. Hey, why bother? It's all a scam. It's all a scam. Life is a fucking scam. And that right there is the meaning of life. Okay? The meaning of life is, hey, it's all a scam. <laughs> hey, hey, they sold us a dream. Right? They sold us a dream. And we bought it. Right? We bought the fucking dream. We played ourselves. <laughs> now the world Now the world is on fire Hey bruv Hey Why bother <laughs> Bruv Hey you got dreams You got dreams Hey bruv That's cute Why bother Huh Why bother Everything is a scam Right The banking system Is a scam The health industry Is a scam Politics are a scam. <laughs> hey, jobs working nine to five is a fucking scam. Okay, bro. Hey, have you ever heard of something called wage slavery? <laughs> it's all a scam. Everything is a scam. The tech system is a scam. Look around you. Everything is a scam. Okay. Bruh, the food we eat is a scam. <laughs> Education is a scam. Bruh, hey, family 
especially when you are black, family is a scam. <laughs> Bruh, niggas are out here paying black tax. You niggas are fucked. You niggas are fucked. It's all a scam. Life is a scam. Okay, bruv, look around you. The world is on fire. Right? The world is on fire. Kamala Munchochi, Chochi from Chimbisa. Even South Africa, Abandubaya Kal and Kalin Yoan. And Kalin Yoan is Kalas by Ning, Kalas by Ning, Kalas by Ning. Nangam Abia Kal and Kalin Yoan, Kalas by Ning, Kalas by Ning. Now, Kobe, Nangam. Hello, South Africa. How dare you? Our privilege is built upon greenhouse gases. Right? So we are because the hole in the ozone layer. <laughs> we played ourselves. Humanity played itself. We are fucked. Look around you, bruv. We are fucked. So why bother? Huh? Why bother? I see you niggas competing. Aww. Right? I see you motherfuckers pursuing flashy shit. You niggas are too tied to the stuff. You niggas love the stuff a bit too much, bruv. Hey, why bother? It's all a scam. Hey, South Africa. Let's keep it a buck. Let's be honest. Okay? Let's stop beating around the fucking bush. Let's just get straight to the brass tacks. Hey, the Palapala Game Farm. Is a fucking laundromat. How about that? How about that? Hey! The Palapala Game Farm. In Limpopo. Is a fucking laundromat. Right? Hey! Our president's game farm. The Palapala Game Farm. Is a fucking laundromat. The facts are right there. Look at the numbers. These niggas, these niggas sell Angola cows for 2 million rand a cow. Alright, do the math. 2 million rand a cow. <laughs> Moosecond. Bruh, hey, hey, these niggas are laundering money. Hey, these niggas are bribing each other. And they are using these fucking cows as a way to move the fucking money around. Right? Hey, these niggas are buying cows from each other as a way to hide their fucking graft. As a way to hide their fucking bribes. As a way to hide their fucking criminal activities. Fam. The Palapala Game Farm is a fucking laundromat. It's all a scam. South Africa. <laughs> Dear world. Hey, everything around us is a fucking scam. Religion is a scam. <laughs> hey, hey, in case, in case you haven't noticed, religion is a fucking scam.
it's a scam because God is money. <laughs> and money is God. Hey fam. Hey, hey. The Vatican has a bank. Okay? The Roman Catholic Church has a bank. Hey bruv, have you ever heard of Islamic banking? <laughs> hey fam, hey. Jerry Seinfeld is out here selling cars. He's out here moving Porsches. He's out here making billions of dollars. Hey, hey, religion is a scam because God is money and money is God. These are all fucking facts. Hey, fam, hey, so why bother? <laughs> why? Why bother? Why bother pursuing this and that when everything around us is a fucking scam? Everything is rigged. The game is rigged. And bruv, listen, I get it. You niggas got dreams. Right? You niggas got big plans. You niggas want to win. We all want to win. But bruh, hey, why bother? Look around you. Everything is rigged. <laughs> okay? The fucking playing field is uneven. Look around you. Audit the world. Audit your life. Bruh, yo, we got rid of the gold standard, <laughs> right? And um, and just and just flushed our fucking future away, right? We adopted this garbage fiat currency. We adopted this bullshit, bruh. Hey, listen, everything is a scam. It's all a scam, right? Niggas be out here calling houses investments. Bruh, houses are commodities at best. Let's just keep it a buck. The housing market is a fucking speculative market like any other market. There's no difference between the housing market and the fucking stock market. It's the same shit. Right? There's no difference between the stock market, the housing market... In the crypto market. It's the same shit. It's the same fucking shit. Okay, here's a $10 bill. This is garbage. Your people in South Africa, you have your rand, right? That's going to zero. Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency is going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's all going to fucking zero. And then you buy the dip. It's all going to zero. A microsecond. Boom. Like that. And then you buy the dip. My boy Clay had faith in you. You said Asia was max bidding. <laughs> call Kyle and call the devs and do something. All right. I, I don't know what to say. Call the devs and do something. Another cryptocurrency that's going to be just as large as Bitcoin someday. Call the devs and do something. Call Elon. Call the devs and do something. Three Bitcoin. <laughs>
Maui, come on. Maui. Houses, houses are investments. That's what we were taught. I know. I know. <laughs> Alright? But, bro, hey, really think about it. Really think about it. Fam, hey, how many people, how many homeowners actualize the values of their homes? How many? And by that I mean, how many homeowners actually sell their fucking investments? How many? How many homeowners make money from their homes or from the sales of their homes? It ain't a lot. Because most homeowners hold on to their houses because houses provide shelter. So, bruv, hey, houses aren't investments. As a matter of fact, the land, <laughs> the land where the fucking house is built is where the value is at. It's all about the land, not the house. This motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. It's all a scam. That's all I'm saying. The whole thing is a fucking scam. Right? Niggas are out here trying to own shit. Everybody's fighting for ownership. Oh, I want to be a homeowner. Right? Niggas want to own houses. However, however, even that is off. Right? Even the idea of being a homeowner is a scam. Because one never truly owns his or her home. Or the fucking land where his or her home is built upon. Bruh, hey, the government, the government owns everything. Okay? The government owns your land. <laughs> Alright? Hey, hey. The government owns your property. It's all a scam. That's all I'm saying. Everything is a scam. So it makes sense that our fucking president moves and behaves like a scammer. I mean, bruv, this nigga is ensnared in a fucking scandal. Right? A four- million dollar scandal this nigga y'all bruv this nigga is in trouble but this fucking guy doesn't give a fuck right he's being sued by everybody but this fucking nigga doesn't give a fuck he held a fucking auction <laughs> at his game farm in Limpopo bruh hey this nigga is ensnared in a whole fucking investigation. Right? But, but hey, this nigga held a fucking auction at a crime scene. Let that sink in. Okay? Niggas! Niggas! Hey, and by niggas, I'm talking about the police. <laughs> right? 
I'm talking about the Hawks. Motherfuckers are investigating. Right? They're investigating the Palapala game farm. But this nigga, our president, held a fucking auction at the game farm last week. He held an auction at a crime scene. An auction that generated around what? 21 million rands? Bro, our president doesn't give a fuck. Legit! Right? The way he moves is a reflection of the government in general. Right? The way he behaves is a reflection of how all of these niggas move and behave behind the scenes. Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? Fam. The way our president behaves is a reflection of just how little he thinks of the people of South Africa. <laughs> this nigga doesn't care. As a matter of fact, all of them don't care, right? And by them, I'm talking about politicians in general. The ruling class doesn't give a fuck about the people. I've been preaching this shit. They don't care about you and I. We don't matter. All of these niggas are into fucking politics. Or they occupy the fucking offices they occupy because, hey, hey, they want to be powerful. Right? None of them want to serve. No. They don't view themselves as servants. Nah. These niggas are into politics for self-serving purposes. These are all fucking facts. Because none of them, none of them view politics as a calling. No. Politics is a career path to these niggas. Politics is a means to an end to these niggas. Being a member of a political party is just a way to get a salary. That's it. These niggas are into politics to earn salaries. They're into politics because of wages. Because it's a job. Right? Not because, hey, not because they are servants. Not because they have been called upon. Right? By the fucking spirit of Nelson Mandela to serve the people of South Africa. No. <laughs> These niggas, these niggas are workers, right? These niggas view themselves, right, well, some of them, some of them view themselves as just, you know, members of the proletariat class. And some of them view themselves as businessmen and women, <laughs> right? Some of these fucking MECs are just businessmen. Legit! Some of these fucking politicians are just business people, bruv. Hey, they are here to conduct business. They joined the EFF because they want to conduct business. They want to make it easy for them to run their fucking businesses. Right? Politics is a means to an end. These are all fucking facts. So fam, hey... I'm not shocked that my niggas 
my niggas in South Sudan <laughs> sell the Angole cow for $500. I ain't shocked. I ain't shocked that the Mundari people of South Sudan, right? These niggas, bro, hey, they dedicate their lives to caring for their livestock. They dedicate their lives to protecting their livestock. I am not shocked that they sell Angole cows for $500. Do the math. $500 is around 8,000 rands. Okay? Do the fucking math. 500 US diesels is around 8,000 South African rands. But our president and his people and his gang sell Angolic cows for 2 million rands. A piece. <laughs> hey, bruv. Bruv. Hey. Hey. The Palapala Game Farm is a laundromat. Bruv, can we just agree on that? Huh? Hey, let's just agree. Right? Hey, let's agree to agree <laughs> that the Palapala Game Farm is nothing but a laundromat. Bruv. Hey, life is a fucking scam. Look around you. The ANC has been playing us. Right? And bruv, yo, the sad thing is, all of these other political parties are just like the ANC. I have All of these niggas are the same. Okay? They were all cut from the same fucking cloth. I mean, bruv, look at the DA fumbling Johannesburg. Right? These niggas are the same. The EFF is just like the ANC. The DA is just like the ANC. COPE is basically the ANC. Action SA is just like the ANC. These niggas are the same. Legit. These motherfuckers don't give a fuck about you and I. Nope. Don't care. So, bruv, why bother? Why bother? Why bother voting for these niggas? <laughs> Fam, hey, hey, why bother? Everything is rigged. Okay, bruv? Everything was created to work against you. Everything. Everything. Look around you. Study the fucking system. And bruv, hey, all of this shit, right? All of these shenanigans that are happening in South Africa, fam, they are also happening elsewhere in the world. Right? Study American politics. 
study the UK's politics. Bruh, hey, we are fucked. So why bother? Why bother? <laughs> Bruh. Yo, when I saw that the Mundari people of South Sudan sell Ankole cows for $500, I wasn't shocked. Nor was I surprised. Because scamming is, is what our leaders do. Right? Scamming is what they do. Lying, cheating, and scamming is what they do. Right? These niggas, these niggas are professional scammers. Right? So, bruv, when I saw that Angola cows in South Sudan are moved for $500, I was like, hey, it makes sense that Angola cows in South Africa move for 2 million rands apiece. Right? It makes perfect sense that in South Sudan, Angola cows are $500. And in South Africa, Angola cows at 2 million rands. And bruh, I saw some fucking asshole talking about supply and demand. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And bruh, yo, the public school system, <laughs> the public school system has fucked the world up. Okay? The public school system has fucked South Africa up. Bruh, hey, the youth is the furthest thing from all right. Niggas are losing their fucking minds out here, bruv. Fam, I saw some fucking, hey, some fucking pussy yo on Twitter talking about supply and demand. Oh, oh, it's just simple. Oh, it's simple. I mean, I mean, yo, South Africa only has around 800 Angola cows. So it makes sense that one Angola cow costs Two million rands. Wait, what? Huh? Bruh, balance me. Balance me. Bruh, how do we go from huh, eight to twelve thousand rands for a cow to two million rands for a cow? Bruh, balance me. Balance me. And then, and then, when you ask these niggas, Right? These Angola cow farmers. When you ask them, hey, what makes this cow so fucking special? Huh? What's so special about the Angola cow? <laughs> these niggas, these niggas provide a bullshit ass answer. Fam, hey, I heard one of these niggas last week say, oh, the Angola cow costs two million rand because it's beautiful. fucking clip and I think I played it last week right in the TV section at the end of the part I played that fucking clip I'll find it I'll find it bruh hey this white farmer <laughs> hey they ask him bruh what makes Angola cows so special and this nigga's answer is hey they're beautiful they look good Wait, what? 
Hey, can these fucking cows cure cancer? No. Hey, can they feed the fucking nation? No. Because where it is, they don't even produce a lot of beef. All they produce is a lot of milk, and I think they are disease-resistant, and that's pretty much about it. Oh, talk about the cholesterol, Maui. They have no cholesterol. The meat has no cholesterol. Bruh. Hey, so wait. You niggas are spending two million rands, <laughs> right, on a single cow. You niggas are spending two million rands per cow. Why? Because the cows look cute? <laughs> hey, because the cows... Bruh, what the fuck? Dude, what's going on? The Angola market is basically the cat market. There's no difference between the Angola market and the Pokemon market. You niggas are spending two million rands on a cow that lives for what, 20 years? Huh? 20 fucking years? Why? Because because the cows, the cows look majestic, Maui. Look at the horns. Oh, my God. They look beautiful, Maui. Hey, balance me. Balance me. Balance the boy. You niggas are spending two million rand on a single fucking cow because it looks good. You niggas are spending a lot of money, hey, for aesthetics. widespread attention to the cattle. To understand why this breed is so sought after, we're joined now by on Zoom by Jacques Malan, the president of the Ancola Breeders Association of South Africa. A very good morning to you, Jacques, and thank you so much for joining us. So let's just start there. What is it about the Ancola that makes it such a special breed? Good morning. It's because it's such a beautiful animal. And when you see them, you just fall in love with them. That is the main reason for everything. The rest of it is based on common sense. Um, there are very few Ancoli in South Africa. Um, there are only, there are below 800 registered Ancoli um, uh, stud in South Africa. So uh, 800 uh, cattle is a number of uh, which one big farmer can have on his farm of the other breeds. Uh, so Ancoli is really sought after. Um, in South Africa, we've got a lot of uh, black farmers. Black farmers love the, the trophies. The white people love their trophy. And if you drive around with people, guests on your farm, doesn't matter where they come from. When you see the Ancoli, it's a wow. What is that? I want to see that. Can I take photos? And all the cameras just go click, click, click. <laughs> so it is a huge tourism drawer, and that's why we love them. Yeah, well, well, y'all heard that? Hey, y'all heard Magai, right? These motherfuckers, these old men, are spending millions, right? And millions and millions of dollars. 
on these godforsaken cows because they look good. Not because not because the meat can cure cancer. No, not because the milk can cure HIV. No, no. These niggas are spending millions on these fucking cows because they look good. Yeah. Bruh, evidently, these old men, hey, be fucking these cows. Let's keep it a buck. Legit, bruv. Hey, these old niggas are fucking these cows. Okay? Hey, because they are spending millions on these fucking cows because they look good. And these motherfuckers have the fucking cojones to talk about tourism. To talk about pictures. Oh, hey, I just spent two million rands on a cow because, hey, you kids, you know. You kids document everything. Right? You kids and your fucking Twittergrams and your fucking tiki torches. <laughs> right? Hey, you kids be documenting everything. You kids are all over the social medias just posting shit. You kids love posting fly shit. So come through to my farm. Come to my farm. Come take a couple of pictures of these beautiful ass fucking cows. Right? These fucking old niggas are spending millions on these fucking cows because they attract influencers. Right? These cows are so beautiful that they attract influencers. <laughs> hey. 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 Baby boomers. <laughs> Dude. Baby boomers have ruined the world. Okay? And they continue to ruin the world. Baby boomers. <laughs> Baby boomers are the worst human beings of all time. Okay? Baby boomers are the worst animals of all time. Baby fucking boomers. Bruh. Hey, they are buying Angole cows because they look good. Okay? Hey, fam, hey, you heard it for yourself. Right? You heard it for yourself. Bruh, hey, there's nothing special about these cows. Motherfuckers be out here talking about the horns. Oh, 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 it's all in the horns, Maui. It's all in the horns. Bruh, hey, rhino horns are still more valuable than Angole cow horns. What are you niggas talking about? Huh? Motherfuckers are still hunting rhinos. Right? Asian niggas are still hunting rhinos. Bruh. Hey, what are y'all talking about? What's going on? What's going on? What's happening in South Africa? Bruh. Hey. We are fucked. And listen, fam, nothing shocks me about this fucking country, bruv. Legit. Hey, fam, listen. At this rate, at this rate, I might cut ties with South Africa. 
In the future, bruv? Hey, hey, I might leave South Africa. I'm sick and tired of the shit. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest, bruv. I'm sick and tired of these fucking scammers in government. Our country is ruled by scammers. These motherfuckers are scammers. And bruv, talking about scammers and cutting ties. Of course I fucked up. Who never fuck up hands in the air? No hands. Still I can't believe it. You know what I mean? I was young, what you expect from me? It is what it is. But I keep going, no. More like a rolling stone, cause I have no stopping time. Can nobody Elon Musk's transgender daughter has filed a request to change her name in accordance with her new gender identity. And because, and I quote, I no longer live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form. End quote. Bruh, hey, I got a question. How much proof? Hey, my question is simple. How much proof do we need? Huh? Hey, bruv. Hey, Elon is a horrible human being. How much proof do we need that this fucking guy is horrible? How much proof? I mean, bruv. Hey, his own kid. His own fucking child doesn't fuck with him. I mean, bruv. Hey, come on. Come on. Come on. Bruh, hey, his own daughter came out and said, Listen, I no longer live with Elon Musk. I want nothing to do with Elon Musk. I don't fuck with this guy. Okay? Bruh, hey, I no longer wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form. His own child said that Elon Musk's own daughter said that how much proof do we need care what you say. Elon Musk is a genius. This man has changed the world. I don't care what you say, Maui. I don't care. Okay. Bruh, hey, why bother? Huh? Why bother living when evidently you're a fucking sheep? Why bother? Hey, why bother explaining yourself when evidently you are a fucking follower? Why bother? You are out here moving like a fucking NPC. Nigga, your whole swag non-player character. Nigga, why bother? Why bother? Why bother? Bruh, the proof is right there. The proof is right fucking there. Elon is a horrible human being.
His own daughter doesn't fuck with him, so why bother? Why bother buying Teslas? Why bother? Niggas out here talking about the green revolution, bruh. Hey, the world is already on fire. Why bother? Huh? The green revolution is fueled by fossil fuels. So why bother? Huh? Niggas in the Congo <laughs> are dying in cobalt mines. So why bother? Niggas are talking about batteries. Niggas in the Congo are digging for cobalt with their bare hands. So why bother? We are fucked. <laughs> we are fucked. Why bother? Right? And I get it. I get it. Cobalt is easily recyclable. Right? I get it. Right, it's easy to recycle cobalt. It's a beautiful thing. But brah, hey, look at the bigger picture. Hey, why bother? Why bother? We are fucked. You tell everybody. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell them. Silent Breed is people. We gotta stop them somehow. Nigga, MIT. Is out here moving like the fucking Mayans. They have predicted that society is going to collapse in 2040. <laughs> so why bother? Huh? Why bother? Bruv, when I woke up today, <laughs> I was like, bruh, hey, <laughs> I ain't bothered. So why bother? Huh? Why bother recording today? Why bother being funny? Why bother getting out of bed? Why bother? Right? However, as unbothered as I was earlier today, right? I was bothered by the fact that I was unbothered, but I wasn't telling the world that I'm unbothered. Okay? I had to record. I had to tell the world that I am unbothered. Right? Even though, even though I was bothered enough, right, to record just to tell the world that I'm unbothered. Right? I'm unbothered. Here's the moment. You meet the Pope. Pope Francis comes. Right. There's a translator there. Right. And he says, oh, Mr. Trump, this is very nice. And then he says, you know, I want to tell him something. The translator says to you, the Pope believes that capitalism can be a real avenue to greed. It can be really toxic and corrupt. And he's shaking his finger at you when he says it. What do you say in response to the Pope? I'd say ISIS wants to get you. So why bother? <laughs> huh? Look around you. Look around you. The world is gradually ending. Everything is out of whack. Look around you. Bruh, hey, I'm unbothered. <laughs> right? But 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 I got bothered enough 
to record today, bruv, just to tell you, hey, don't bother. I had to do it because I'm a messenger, right? I'm a servant, right? This shit right here is a fucking calling. Oh, oh, Maui, oh, you got the gift of the gab. Oh, Maui, you are an incredible orator. Oh, Maui, you are so funny, my nigga. Listen, I'm gifted, okay? And I'm out here using my gifts right. Listen, bruv, hey, hey, my shit has no ads, okay? My shit has no ads. What episode is this? What episode 294 of the Might As Well Audio Experience? Bruh, hey, 294. This is episode 294, right? And my shit still has no ads. And my shit will never have ads. Because I'm all about the message. I'm all about the art, right? I'm all about the fucking message, bruv. It is what it is. Hey, I'm the Sam Porter Bridges of podcasting. All I do is deliver. All I do is give. I don't take. Legit, bruv. Right? So, hey, hey, don't bother. Legit, bruv. Right? Don't bother yourself with any of this shit. <laughs> right? Hey. Cut ties. My fucking advice to you is cut ties. Like Elon's daughter. Cut ties. Right? Cut ties with the stuff. Cut ties with currency. Okay, bruv? Cut ties with politics. Cut ties with materialism. Cut ties. All of this shit is malignant in nature. Like Elon Musk. Bruv, the petition for both a name change and a new birth certificate reflecting her new gender identity was filed with the L.A. County Superior Court in Santa Monica in April. It came to light recently in some online media reports. This kid doesn't fuck with Elon Musk. The jail, bruv. Bruh, hey, the former Xavier Alexander Musk, who recently turned 18, the age of consent in California, has asked the court to change her gender recognition from male to female to register her new name according to court documents available online through plainsight.org. This kid doesn't fuck with Elon. So my question is, why do you niggas still fuck with Elon? When two elephants fight, the grass beneath it actually suffers. Listen to me, we're not stupid. We're stupid. We're stupid. We're stupid. We're stupid. I'm not dumb. I'm a clever fitter. How to do that? I'm not talking about it. 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 Evidently, Elon is a fucking cancer. Let's just call it why it is. All fucking facts, so why bother? Bruv, her new name was redacted in the online document. 
Her mother is Justine Wilson, who divorced Elon Musk in 2008. There was no further explanation of the rift between Elon and his daughter. Neither a lawyer who represents Musk nor the Tesla media office immediately responded to Reuters emails requesting a comment on Monday. In May, about a month after the name and gender change document was filed, Musk declared his support for the Republican Party, whose elected representatives support a raft of legislation that would limit transgender rights in states across the country. Musk has weighed in on the issue of transgender people choosing their preferred pronouns, tweeting in 2020, and I quote, I absolutely support trans people, but all of these pronouns are an aesthetic nightmare, end quote. Well, you know what, bro, listen, hey, I don't fuck with Elon, but he's right, man. Too many pronouns, man. I mean, come on, bro, you know? Listen, hey, hey, I know it sucks for me to be saying this shit during Pride Month. I'm sorry. It's Pride Month, and I'm sorry for saying this shit, but, bro, you niggas got too many pronouns. We can't keep up. Hey, listen, I support the gay community. 10,000 uh, strong men and women uh, representing uh, the values espoused by the African National Congress, youth, uh, gender, those living with disabilities, those coming from the LGBTQIT communities, uh, plus communities. I stand with the LGBTQI plus community. However, Elon is right. Right for once. He's right. That all of these fucking pronouns are an aesthetic nightmare. We can't keep up. Legit. We can't keep up. And listen, bruv. I get all of these he's that are now she's. And all these she's that are now he's. And all these them's and they's. I get it. Right? If you want me to call you a fucking them or they, listen, I'll do that. Okay? If you identify as a fucking he... But you were born as a she. Listen, I'll call you a he. Right? If you identify as a she, but you were born as a he, listen, I'll call you a she. But bruh, hey, we can't keep up. Right? It's getting crazy a little bit. Right? Too many motherfuckers identifying as too many things. And listen, again, I repeat, I support the gay community. Right? We all do over here at XO Royalty. We all support the gay community wholeheartedly. Right? We believe that you niggas should have equal rights. We believe in that shit. 1000%. But bruh, hey, let's be honest. It's starting to get crazy a little bit. A little bit. Okay? So Elon is right. All of these fucking pronouns are legit an aesthetic nightmare. And yo, fucking Rich Mnisi. Hey, uh-uh. Listen, hey, hey, no. What the fuck are you doing? What Rich Mnisi wore last week in those fucking pictures that he published is the definition of aesthetic nightmare. Okay? Hey, bruh, listen, listen. He's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. 
Okay? He's allowed. If he wants to wild out, hey, he's allowed to do that. Right? If he wants to dress like a lunatic, he's allowed to do that. Right? I ain't saying he's not allowed to do that. No. Hey, he has quote-unquote free will. Right? He's allowed to do that. And I want him to continue to do that because he's being himself. However, I'm also being myself by saying, ha ah. Right? Right? You see that? Hey, hey, I respect him for being himself. I respect his agency. Facts. I support his human rights because he has the right to dress up in that manner, right? He has the right to pose and take pictures whilst rocking all of that garbage he was rocking. He has the right to do that, right? Evidently, Rich Mnisi is out here thirst trapping niggas, you know, who are in the LGBTQI community. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful thing, right, in general. Okay? It's a beautiful thing. He has the right to do him. But also, I have the right to do me. Okay? Hey, hey, hey. And me doing me means I'm gonna I'm gonna record myself saying ha. Ah. No. <laughs> okay? He has the right to do him. And guess what? I have the right to do me. And I'm doing me by saying, nope. <laughs> okay? Hey, hey, that fit. Get my sipa. Huh? Huh? What? what? Yeah, hey, that fit. Get dirty. However, Rich Mnisi has the right to rock that shit. Right? And I have the right to criticize that shit. You see that? Right? Democracy at work. You see that? It's beautiful. Bruh, hey, hey, listen. I'm never gonna attack him for being himself. Nor do I want him to stop being himself. No. No. It's content. <laughs> okay? It's the fucking funnies. <laughs> Legit, bruh. It's hilarious to me how Ever. If it's serious to him, it's a beautiful thing. Democracy at work. Right? If him rocking that shit is important to him, hey, hey, salute to him. Right? And he should continue doing that. But to me? <laughs> hey, ha ha. <laughs> right? Hey, when I saw that shit, hey, I kikied. And, and listen, I almost puked while Key King because that shit is disgusting. However, however, Rich Mnisi is allowed to, to dress up in a disgusting fashion. He has the right to look disgusting. I don't want peace. I want problems always. Democracy is beautiful, right? My nigga has the right to look disgusting. And I have the right to puke when I see his disgusting look. You see that? Fuck! 
It's beautiful. Hey, hey, that shit right there is incredible. It's beautiful. Because I don't want to change him. No, nor do I want to kill him for being himself. No. Right? I don't care what the Bible says. Oh, no man shall lay with another man and blase, blase, blah. Hey, my nigga. Hey, it's Pride Month. Okay? Hey, dear Bible, <laughs> it's Pride Month. Yas. Okay? Hey, hey, dear Miguel's in the fucking Bible, it's Pride Month, my nigga. Okay, niggas, niggas, niggas gonna do crazy shit, fam. I saw, hey, I saw a video, right, on Twitter. Like, bruh, hey, Twitter is so fucking wild that, hey, dude, you never know what you're gonna bump into. Bruh, I was out there just reading about Rafinha and Arsenal, and the next thing you know, some fucking asshole has retweeted a Pono video. Right? Fam, hey, I saw a video of a girl with a fucking dildo, right, stuck on a Bible. Oh, Morena, Jesu, Jesu, Uhukai, Toho, Jesu, Toho, Jesu, Jesu, Toho. Kibonim Shol. All fucking facts. <laughs> Why bother? Why bother? Why bother praying? Huh? Why bother just kneeling and and talking to God or a higher power or Nelson Mandela. Like, like, why bother? Why bother? If it deletes, it's over. Right? It's over, bruh. Hey, this bitch has those fucking dildos, right? That have that, that suction end. Right? And she's got, <laughs> she's got that suction part of the dildo stuck. Stuck on a Bible. Okay? And fam, hey, hey, she was riding the dildo whilst it was on the Bible. She was basically fucking the Bible. <laughs> okay, dude, 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 dude. <laughs> we are fucked. We are fucked. Hey, bruh, look at humanity. <laughs> Fam, and Elon Musk wants to send us, human beings, to Mars. <laughs> I mean, bruh, hey, did y'all see that human beings have started fucking up Mars? Did y'all see that? Huh? Human beings are already destroying Mars. Did y'all see that?
love you, dear. Fam, NASA's Perseverance Mars rover has photographed a shiny object on the red planet. And bruv, this shiny object is believed to be a piece of foil thermal blanket from a 2021 mission. Fam, hey, listen. We haven't set foot on Mars. Okay? We have never set foot on Mars. Right? There's never been one small step for mankind, blah, blah, blah. Hey... Hey, we have never set foot on Mars. However, we are already polluting Mars. <laughs> right? Right? We are already polluting Mars. Fam, hey, human beings are a fucking cancer. These are all fucking facts. Okay? Humanity is a fucking cancer, bruh. Hey, dish what it is. It is what it is. Right? Happy Pride Month. Legit. Hey, why bother? Why bother? Huh? Why bother with taking your talents to Hollywood? Hey, hey, dear South African celebrities, just stay here. Why bother? Because evidently, there's something in the water in Hollywood. The fuck is going on over there? Hey, bruh, I got a question. Are all of these kids gay? Right? And if the answer is, yeah, hey, listen, it's all good. It's all good. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. All I'm saying is, hey, you know, it's starting to look weird a little bit. Right? It's starting to look, yeah, weird. Just a little bit. Right? I mean, bro, I saw you niggas, you know, praising Jennifer Lopez for introducing her child, using the they, them pronouns. Bro, hey, it's all good. But evidently, Jennifer Lopez's kid is gender non-binary. Listen, it's a beautiful thing. Right? And she performed with the kid. They had a fucking duet. They had a fucking moment. It's a beautiful thing. But hey, I got a question. Are all of these fucking celebrities' kids gay? I got a question. Huh? All of them? All of them? Like, like all of their kids are gay. All of their kids. Right, well, what's going on? Huh? Bro, you know, I'm confused. I'm for hey, I'm confused. Right? All of their kids are gay. Bruh, listen, it's starting to look weird. It's starting to look like a marketing gimmick. Right? It's getting spooky. That's all I'm saying. Right? That's all I'm saying. And then, yo, yo, listen, I support the gay community. Fuck, I have to say that. I have to say that. However, hey, 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 hey. I'm out here moving like the Q <laughs> in LGBTQI. Hey, I'm questioning. <laughs> okay? And I know some of y'all say the Q stands for queer. It's all good. Hey, I'm questioning. 
Okay, I'm questioning the game. Like, bruh, are all of these kids gay? Are all of these celebrity kids gay? Hey, if the answer is yes, hey, it's all good. Hey, the answer is yes. You know what I mean? Like, let's just think about logically. Like, you know what I mean? Just use a fucking brain. The answer is yes. But hey, if the answer is yes, you know, for question answer purposes. <laughs> right? I'm a fucking lunatic. If the answer is yes, hey, then it's all good. Okay, cool. Right? However, I want you guys to know that, hey, it's starting to look weird. It's starting to look like a marketing gimmick. Like, oh, oh your child is gay. Guess what? My kid is gay too. Right? Oh, your kid is non-binary. Oh, my kid is non-binary too. Oh, my God. We can bond over that. Right? Oh, your kid is trans. Oh, guess what? My son is no longer a boy. <laughs> you know? He identifies as a girl. I'm sorry. The correct pronoun is she identifies as a girl. Right? Aesthetic nightmare. Rich Mnisi. That shit you are rocking, my nigga, is an aesthetic nightmare. But hey, hey, why bother? Right? I'm not asking myself, hey, Maui, why bother saying all of that? Why bother? Oh, why, why bother questioning the world? Why bother? Society is going to collapse in 2040. So why bother? Why bother? Nobody cares. Hey, Maui, nobody cares. Why bother? Why bother, my nigga? Go out there and live your life. Right? Because, because we are fucked. So might as well, <laughs> might as well enjoy this fucking ride while you still can. Your conciliary will sell your soul for a measly thou. So we ambushed your boy with cake. Now his chain is wilding in the streets, screaming pow. Traumatize more families than Colin Powell I've got your days numbered like I'm Terrence Tao Dry season means the heat is out Got you playing defense like you merely Tao Famine brought to you by mouth Now let's sing aloud A pair of pussies and let my hounds just eat them out Murimu wang bonana Khaleke tzama Khaleke rape Wang bonana We move like a Zolabad I hope you ain't Tolabad we carrying four fours in the shadows like the Mossad If you gon' shoot, hit them hard Got five rings, huh? Like the Mamba Bat Operation Wrath of God Souls in the mud Breathing dope, the afterlife of dad Echo make my body won't kiss a worm Your dogs are my taxiderm Or flip their fur into a jacket for my posterity Get your progeny ensnared in generational austerity Let me provide some fucking clarity An equal vote doesn't mean parody The lies you're paddling make you a fucking parody Get Get 
Wang Bonana. Everything I said is all true though. Fidel taught Justin how to move though. One touch Ludo. Tiberius brought the food home. Fat good kid Caligula, the boy flip fucking cruel though. You know, an apple a day is all fructose. Tyrants get the populace swimming in sodium while they are lives at glucose. Wang Bonana. Khaliki rape. Khaliki zama. Get swaoole, get swaoole. rape, rape, As a four-time Olympic medalist, artistic swimmer Anita Alvarez isn't just good at holding her breath, she can do it whilst performing a mix of swimming, dance and gymnastics underwater. Really good on the leg extension. But at the end of her solo performance at the World Championships in Budapest... And a very determined swim there. Audience applause turned to anguish as something went wrong. Anita fainted and sank to the bottom of the pool. First to react was coach Andrea Fuentes, a former Olympian herself. She dived in, lifting the unconscious swimmer to the surface. I put her on her side and opened her mouth, Andrea says, so she could expel the water. I massaged her jaw to make her relax and cooled out Anita. Breathe, breathe. We hope she's going to be okay. Andrea says she jumped in as no lifeguards had reacted. And it's not the first time she's dived to Anita's rescue. Something similar happened at Olympic qualification last year. Water safety experts say Anita may have experienced shallow water blackouts triggered by hyperventilation. It only takes a very small volume of water, one or two breaths, to cross the lethal dose for drowning. So the action of the coach was life-saving. A stretcher has been brought here to the side of the pool. Team USA say Anita pushed through her limits but is OK and wants to compete again tomorrow. Martin Stew, ITV News. So you want to take over for Letterman. You want to host Late Show on CBS. Yeah, that's... Well, here's the thing with that champ. That's short for champion. If you want to be a talk show host, it's better if you're funny. Now, there have been some guys who are not funny. Tom Snyder, David Suskind, Ted Koppel, but funny's better. 
Now, have you ever had any experience with being funny? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. I've known you for a week and you haven't made me laugh once. I had no idea you were a comedian. I thought you were a newsman. No, I'm not a newsman. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Jesus. Well, all right. Let's see it. See what? See the funny. Make me laugh. Go. Go? Go. Funny. Three, two, one. I'm go. I'm not that kind of funny. What kind of funny? The kind where you just say go and I'm funny. All right, I think you better leave my office. Jack, Mr. Dole, I, I look, there's different kinds of funny, right? There's different kinds of performers. I'm not that kind of performer. Let me tell you what kind of what you are. You're whatever you have to be to make people laugh. Anytime, anywhere, anyone. You turn it on on a dime. You get that belly moving, son, or you're out. Now tell the truth. You're just scared, like a rookie. You're like some kid at a talent show with a number pinned to your shirt. You got nothing or you would have shown me now. So get out. Thank you. Have a nice day. Fine. Lick, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give up on this. I don't, uh... This is either a, a, a door or a wall for me, and I, it's either the beginning or the end. I, I don't... I Please. Okay, then. Let's see the funny. Three, two, one, go. Funny. This is it, bud. You want me to start at one and go up? One, two, three, funny. Okay. Last chance, and then we're really done. Done and done. Let's go, kid. You want the big gig? Let's see it. Make me laugh at the count of three. One. Two. Hey. Hey, baby girl. Baby girl. Anita. Anita Applebaum. Hey, Anita. Anita Applebaum. Listen, it ain't working out. <laughs> it ain't working out. Okay, bro. Hey. Anita Alvarez, it ain't working out. Stop swimming. How about, hey, hey, avoid the fucking pool by any means necessary. Stop swimming. That's my advice. Hey, bruv, hey, stop swimming. Let it go. Let it go. Legit, bruv, hey, listen, listen. You are good at what you do. However, however, why bother? Hey, why bother dipping your body in that fucking water? Hey, why bother dipping your body in a body of water ever again? Let it go. It ain't working out. It ain't working out. Bruv, hey, hey, listen to this shit. Okay? As the American artistic swimmer, Anita Alvarez sank slowly to the bottom of the pool at the World Championships in Budapest last week Wednesday. Her coach, Andrea Fuentes, quickly scanned the pool deck and made a split-second decision, and she dove in to save her. Because Anita, hey, Anita Applebaum, hey, 
fainted. Okay, bruv, Anita Alvarez, a 25-year-old from upstate New York, had lost consciousness at the end of her solo routine at the event, creating a potentially life-threatening situation as her motionless body drifted below the surface. Hey, I quote, I jumped into the water again because I saw that no one, no lifeguard was jumping in, end quote, Fuentes, a former Olympic medalist from Spain, told the Spanish newspaper Marca. Yep. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. Bruv, if I was Andrea Fuentes, I was just going to come out and say, hey, hey guys, listen, it ain't working out. <laughs> okay? Hey, it ain't working out. Bruv, Andrea Fuentes came out and said the following, and I quote, I got a little scared because she wasn't breathing, end quote. Hey, it ain't working out. <laughs> hey, Anita. Anita, it ain't working out. Listen, you are good at this shit, right? You are an amazing swimmer. However, your body is rejecting the pool. It ain't working out. Your body doesn't fuck with bodies of water. It is what it is. Let it go. Let it go. Because, bruv, hey, why bother? Hey, hey, why bother taking a fucking dip in a pool when your body is rejecting all of these motherfucking pools? Let it go! Your body doesn't fuck with bodies of water. It ain't working out. Legit. Bruv, Fuentes said Alvarez, who was treated by medical staff, had gone about two minutes without breathing, as water filled her lungs. Doctors had checked all vitals and everything is normal. Heart rate, oxygen, sugar levels, blood pressure, etc. Fuentes said in an update posted to the Instagram account of the USA Artistic Swimming, the Sports American Governing Body. Bruv, I'm looking at the fucking pictures. Okay? Of Anita Alvarez's motionless body sinking to the bottom of the pool. Listen, bruv, it ain't working out. <laughs> okay, bruv. Hey, hey, it ain't working out. This chick needs to stop swimming because it ain't working out. Okay? Here's why. Here's why I keep on saying. It ain't working out. Here's why. Here's why. Listen to this shit. Fuentes was hailed for her quick thinking. However, she knew what to do because she had done it before. What the fuck? <laughs> this wasn't the first time. <laughs> All right? Right, bruv, hey, Andrea Fuentes has saved this bitch once before. This wasn't the first time. Andrea Fuentes has saved Anita Alvarez's life once before. This wasn't the first time. Bruv, Anita be fainting in pools. Anita be fainting in bodies of water. Bruh, hey, hey, it ain't working out. Legit! It's not working out! Andrea Fuentes has been saving this bitch, brah! It's not working out! Okay?
How about, how about, let's wrap it up. How about that? Hey, hey, I need a, hey, I need a apple bomb. How about, just call it a fucking career. How about that? How about that? Hey, bruv, hey, you bees fainting. You bees fainting. You bees in the fucking block. You bees fainting, my nigga. You bees. <laughs> hey, hey, let it go. Okay? It's not working out. Let it go. Bruv, listen to this. At an Olympic qualifying event last year in Spain, Alvarez similarly lost consciousness at the end of a routine with her pair's partner, Lindy Schroeder. Bruh, it's not working out. As she did last week Wednesday, Fuentes dove into the pool fully clothed and with Schroeder's help pulled Alvarez back above the water. Bruh, last week Wednesday, Fuentes dressed in shorts and a fucking t-shirt saved Alvarez yet again. <laughs> yet again. Yet a fucking again. Bro, yo, who the fuck is this bitch? Huh? Mrs. Marvel? Bro, who the fuck is this bitch? Huh? The Black Widow? I mean, bro, hey, it's not working out. Stop swimming. How about that? Hey, Anita Alvarez, stop dipping your body in bodies of water. My nigga, listen, listen, it's not working out. It's not working out. Legit, hey, listen, you are skilled at swimming, okay? However, you are not gifted at swimming. You are not talented at swimming. And brah, I've got receipts. Let it go. How about that? Stop swimming. It's not working out. Let it go. Let it go. I'm just saying, bruv. Hey, let it go. After returning Alvarez to the pool deck where she received medical treatment and was placed on a stretcher, Fuentes told reporters that Alvarez was fine and would be re-evaluated after some rest. She did not rule out having her returning for the team event later last week. Bruh, let it go. Okay? Hey, hey, listen, Anita, Anita, don't come back. Hey, hey, Anita Applebaum, please, please, don't come back. Okay? Bruh, hey, you almost died. Bruh, every time you take a swim, you almost die. So, hey, please, don't come back. Legit, bruv, you are a fucking liability. You are a danger to yourself. Please, don't come back. Okay? Don't come back. Let it go. It's all good. Bruv, listen, we all got grandiose dreams. Right? We got dreams. Right? We all want to be somebody. Right? We all want to do something great. Right? However, at some point, we all have to look at reality. Okay? We all have to face reality. Bruh, hey, stop dreaming. Stop dreaming. Because the truth is and huh, the reality is 
every time you take a swim, you almost die. Every time you take a swim, hey, you need somebody to save you. It's not working out. Every time you dip your body in a body of water, bruh, you need another body to save your ass. How about, how about wrap it up? Okay? How about chill at home? Okay, bruv? Watch the fucking Mandalorian. Watch Miss Marvel, bruh. Hey, do something else. Become a fucking couch potato because sports is not your thing. Physical activity is not your thing. Let it go. It's not working out. It's not working out. It's not working out. That's all I'm saying. Bruv, Alvarez, a two-time Olympian, finished seventh in the solo free event last week Wednesday. Bruh, I repeat. Okay? Anita Alvarez, a.k.a. Anita Applebaum, okay? Hey, hey, is a two-time Olympian, right? Who finished seventh in the solo free event last week, Wednesday. Bruh, at the 2016 Rio Games, she finished ninth in the duet event, and she placed 13th. In the competition at the rescheduled Tokyo 2020 Games last summer in Japan. She is competing in the World Championships for the fourth time. Bruh, hey, she's not good. She's not good. Okay, bruv? Hey, okay, listen. Let me just rephrase that. Right? She's good, but she's not elite. She's not elite. Look at her fucking record. It's horrible. Bruh, she finished 7th last week, Wednesday, after fainting. And in 2016, at the fucking Olympics, she finished ninth in the duet event. Bruh, hey, she placed 13th in the competition at the rescheduled Tokyo 2020 Games. Bruh, it's not working out. That's all I'm saying. It's not working out. Out. Okay? Bruv, hey, Fuentes came out and said the following. And I quote, We sometimes forget that this happens in other high-endurance sports. Hey, cut the shit. Okay, Andrea? Cut the shit! Legit! Bruh, hey, Andrea Fuentes also went on to say the following. And I quote, Marathon. Cycling, cross country, we all have seen images where some athletes don't make it to the finish line and others help them to get there. Our sport is no different than others, just in a pool. We push through limits and sometimes we find them. End quote. Andrea, listen, I know, okay, I know that you love Anita Alvarez with all your heart, okay? And evidently, you care for her. However, ma'am, listen. The truth is, it's not working out, okay? The truth is, her body is rejecting the sport she's in, 
it's not working out. Okay? Bruh, hey, you have saved Anita Alvarez twice. Twice. Right? Two times. Right? In two years. Back to back, bruh. Hey, listen, it's not working out. not working out and I'm sorry I'm sorry for laughing at your pain I'm sorry for pushing schadenfreude I'm sorry but bruv hey it's not working out okay cut the shit it's not working out legit bruv Fuentes reported that Anita feels good now and the doctors also say she's okay okay but it's not working out. Okay? It's not working out. Fuentes also went on to say the following. And I quote, Tomorrow she will rest all day. And we will decide with the doctor if she can swim free team finals or not. Hey, how about not? How about that? How about, hey, don't swim. It's done. Bruh. Hey, wrap it the fuck up. Okay? She's good, but she's not elite. This bitch is out here placing 13th. She's out here finishing 13th at the fucking Olympics. It's not working out. Okay, bruv? It's not working out. We are not dealing with a top five talent. Nope. Okay? She's a fucking top 20 talent. We, hey, listen. Hey, we are dealing with a meh athlete. It's not working out. Let it go, La Forsta, man. Uh-uh. Let it go. Try something else. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, come on, bruv. Just add something. Alvarez told WIVB TV, a local TV station in Buffalo, that she thought the demanding schedule and emotional toll of the events had caused her to faint. Hey, hey, cut the shit. Hey, 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 Anita, hey, Anita Applebaum, how about cut the shit? Okay? Hey, hey, this bitch, yo, bruh, she has an excuse for everything. How about, how about you are not built 
for the sport. You faint all the time. Like, bruh, hey, you are not built for the sport. Your body cannot take the strain. Your body falls apart under pressure. Hey, cut the shit! Stop lying to yourself. Fuck, man. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Stop lying to yourself. It's not working out. Bruv, Anita came out and said the following. The way the schedule was set up, I was the only athlete competing in both events that day. And again, the next morning. Anita, you are not elite in your sport. It's been keeping everyone on tenterhooks. Now it's confirmed. Monkeypox has reached the country's shores. The disease only spread through, through close contacts and not through droplets. So very uh, uh, dissimilar, very much unlike uh, COVID and, and respiratory. It's not a respiratory disease and it spreads through contact with an infected person. That's far in terms of the history from where it has emerged. It has shown to be more dominant amongst men who have sex with men. But it's just emphasizing the fact that it is mainly through very close contact. Contact tracing is going to be important and we'll continue to do that. But right now, it's just the one case and it's for us as the lab uh, people to be on the high alert and be able to identify should there be more cases and whether there's actually, you know, a location, localization of those cases. But I really just want to assure everybody that Especially also with the, you know, with every, everything that we have learned from COVID-19, when you're looking at the laboratory infrastructure, we've got all that it takes to be able to monitor any other new infections that might be arising. Regarding COVID-19 regulations, citizens are now mask-free. This follows a decline in reported cases, hospitalizations and deaths. As a public health measure, it's no more an obligation. In, you know, as, as it has been. Well, honestly, I don't know how to feel. But then I would say that I am happy because we'll be going back to the old normal. But then it's kind of tricky because we are now used to this new normal of masks. There's no difference because, I mean, we've been lingering around without masks. You just had to observe um, this rule when you had to access um, shopping complex. I think uh, it's good for us as students because sometimes it's a bit annoying uh, to while you're studying and you have to wear a mask. And for churches? It's a relief. It's most helpful for particularly the worshipping communities is the fact that there is no longer a limitation to the numbers. If you think about uh, mega churches like we have at Rhema and the Apostolic Faith Mission and such as we have in the ZCC and the St. John's Apostolic Church, these churches have really suffered over the time. Uh, or when they were these limitations. And so I think it's most welcome for most of these churches. The SACC is, however, encouraging people to continue using masks. Mulimao Nemoto, SBC News.
Pretoria. A cornucopia of truths. Anita, you are delusional. Evidently, you are fucking delusional, which is why you decided to participate in every event. Cut the shit. Okay? Cut the shit. Oh, I was the only athlete competing in both events. Well, you chose that shit. Right? You decided to participate in both events. Nobody forced you to do that. Cut the shit. Cut the shit. Okay? She went on to say the following, and I quote, Besides the physical and emotional aspect, we are in this tight, closed pool that's very hot. The chlorine is very strong. Hey, hey, Anita, Anita, listen, listen. You are full of shit. Okay? You are full of shit. Wait. Hey. You are an artistic swimmer. How about. How about. You are going to be around. Bodies of water. All day or day. You are going to be around. Chlorine. All day every day. This bitch is not complaining about. Hey. You are not complaining about pools. You are now complaining about pools. Your sport takes place in a pool. Hey, hey, in order for you to do what you do, you need a pool. You're showing me. You're showing me how unserious you are. This bitch is out here complaining about the tightness of the pool. (laughs) Hey, hey, pools are confined spaces because they contain something called water. Like, what? hey, what are we talking about? Like, wait, what? Bruh, this bitch legit said... We are in this tight, closed pool. That's very hot. Hey! Hey! How about... That's how water works! If you are swimming in the summer... Hey! The water is gonna be warm. How about... Hey! (laughs) Hey! What's going on? What's going on? I'm confused. Bruv... Hey, this generation is fucked. Legit, bruv, like, hey, hey, we are fucked. Millennials and Gen Zers are fucked. We have swimmers complaining about pools. Like, wait, what? Hey, 
Okay, so what, you fainted because of the fucking pool? Like, wait, huh? How about, how about there were other swimmers there? Hey, hey, how about, how about you were competing against other swimmers? What about them? Hey, bruv, what's going on? Somebody explain to me what the really fuck is going on inside this motherfucking world. Huh? Shit too much for me, man. I can't take it no more. Somebody please balance me. Because I'm confused. Bruh, we've got swimmers complaining about chlorine in swimming pools. <laughs> like fam, hey, swimming is a sport today because of chlorine. Like, I, I'm confused. I'm, I, listen, I don't know. What's going on? Like, fam, what's going on? Evidently, this bitch is too woke for her own good. What's going on with the sport of swimming? What's happening? These fucking swimmers are wildin'. Legit, bruv. Fam. World Swimming's governing body, FINA, has barred transgender women from competing in world championships and the Olympics unless athletes have completed their transition before the age of 12. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Listen, bruh, hey, the sport of swimming is in disarray. Legit, bruh, don't get me wrong, okay, please, Kakupo, don't get me wrong, okay, I agree with Fina, I mean, bruh, it makes sense that transgender women have been banned from elite swimming competitions, that makes sense, the ban makes sense, because, because evidently, um, we need to highlight the differences between gender identification and biology, right? Those two factors are different, right? Transgender women were born as men or they were born male, right? So their biology is male, Regardless of what they identify as when it comes to gender, right? You might identify as a woman, but you still have testosterone though, right? So it makes perfect sense. Because now, bruv, you've got these niggas, right? Well, you've got these transgender women who used to be boys or men. Who are out here destroying biological girls and women in sports, right? That shit is crazy, bruh. Like, dude, it makes perfect sense. However, however, Fina pulling up and saying that, hey, hey, we are going to ban transgender women from participating in elite swimming competitions unless if the athletes have completed their transition before the age of 12. Like, hey, Fina, 
How dumb are you niggas? Hey Fina, just how stupid are you motherfuckers? Like what the fuck are y'all talking about? Bruh, the ban makes perfect sense. However, putting up a fucking term or condition, right? That you niggas would allow transgender women to participate in elite swimming competitions if they completed their fucking transition by the age of 12. Bruh, that term is insane. That term is crazy. Because nobody on this here planet truly knows who they are by the age of 12. Okay? Like, bruh, hey, you motherfuckers, like, what, 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 huh? Like, at least make it 18. Like, give these people some time to figure themselves out. You niggas are like, hey, we'll only allow transgender women to participate in elite swimming competitions if they complete their fucking transition by the age of 12. Are you niggas insane? Like, bruh, hey, who runs these fucking organizations? Like, like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's asinine. How about just ban transgender women and call it a day? Right? Because this fucking term or condition is asinine. Just ban transgender women and wrap it up. Just say, hey, hey, all transgender women aren't allowed to partake in elite swimming competitions. And that's it. Full stop. Wrap it up. Don't then put out a fucking term. Right? Don't place a fucking condition on this shit. We live in a crazy world. Motherfuckers are losing their minds. In real time. What the fuck is Fina talking about? Like bro, hey, hey, just ban transgender women. And call it a day. Right? Don't be out there dropping a fucking condition. Oh, oh, transgender women can participate. Only if they complete their fucking transition by the age of 12. I mean, bruh. Come on. Like, uh, what, 12? 12 years old, like what, huh? What, what, what? You expecting little boys to transition into little girls <laughs> by the age of 12 in order for them to participate in your bullshit-ass competitions? Bruh, hey, what? Like, like, what, huh? Like, like, which part of that Sounds normal. Like which part of that. Sounds smart. Or intelligent. Or pragmatic. I mean bruh. What are we talking about here? What's going on? What the fuck is going on. In Meg the Stallion's life. <laughs> like bruh. Hey. what What's Meg talking about? <laughs> Meg. Is out here moving like Fina. What is she talking about? Bruh. Megan the Stallion. 
says that she feels as if she has become the villain amid her legal battle with Tory Lanez. She came out and said the following, and I quote, I wonder if it's because of the way I look. Wait, what? Is it because I'm not light enough? Is it that I'm not white enough? Am I not the shape, the height, because I'm not petite? End quote. <laughs> Wait. Hey, what? Meg, Meg, Meg. You have become the villain because we have proof, right? We are starting to see proof that you might have lied about this fucking shooting, right? We have proof, right? That proves that you might have lied when you pulled up and said that Tory Lanez shot you. Niggas, hey, by niggas, I'm talking about the police, right? Niggas pulled up and said, bruh, she stepped on a piece of glass, right? However, you pulled up and said that, hey, I got shot. But we have proof that you had glass in your foot, right? Not, not bullet fragments. Not shrapnel. No. <laughs> hey, hey, you are becoming the villain of this fucking case, right, between you and Tori, because we have proof that you might have lied. Right? Not because you are not light enough. Not because you are not petite. Not because you are fucking tall. Not because you have a big ass. No, no, no. No, you are trying to flip this shit into something racist or racial. No, it has nothing to do with race, right? Niggas supported you before this shit, right? But bruh, hey, all day or dead day, niggas are being met, right? With proof that you could have lied, right? Niggas are bumping into proof that you could have lied, the fuck are you talking about? Bruh, she went on to say, and I quote, I'm trying every day to get through it and be good. I feel so bad because I don't feel like anybody's taking me seriously, but I don't want them to see me cry. I don't want them to know that I feel like this. What? 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 Like, like, what? Huh? Hey, Mag the Stallion, you are on Rolling Stone. Hey, hey, Mag, 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 you are on Rolling Stone. Hey, hey, you, bruh, what? You posed for artistic pictures. Hey. Hey, you got makeup on. I 
Meg, you pulled up, right, to the middle of nowhere with wardrobe and a professional photographer. Bruh, hey, you pulled up to the middle of nowhere with professional makeup artists, professional lighting guys. Bruh, hey, you conducted a photo shoot for this shit. Okay? You got interviewed for this shit. Right? And what? Wait, what? You don't want people to to know that you feel like this? You don't want people to see you cry? Wait, what? Huh? Wait, what? Hmm? People know that you cry over this shit. Hey, people can see you feeling like this. Right? People know that you feel horrible about this entire ordeal. Why? Because you are on Rolling Stone telling the world that you feel horrible about this shit. Bruh, what's going on? What's going on? Bruh, I'm confused. And fam, while all of this shit is happening, guess what? <laughs> Everything is still trying to kill us. Mama said, Mama said, everything is trying to kill us. Sisekake. Surprising new research has found that long distance running can add a whole decade to the vascular age of male athletes. <laughs> I see you niggas running. Right, rocking your Asics sneakers. Right, running all over Johannesburg. Lama, Talipapa, Fela, Little Stallions. You niggas are out there running. I mean, you're Maui. Hang healthy, boy. Ni comrade in Jayam, the comrade marathon. Here I come. I see you niggas. Bruh, it turns out that running is bad for men. Everything is trying to kill us. <laughs> Including healthy activities like running. Bruh, everything is trying to kill us. Hey, keep your fucking head on a swivel. On a swivel. Everything is trying to kill us. Buckle the fuck up. Sisekakin, baba. Sisekakin. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Their major arteries, man, were found to be far stiffer than expected, leaving them at a greater risk of heart attacks and strokes. The study looked at runners aged over 40. But the results for women among the more than 300 participants told a different story. Endurance events such as marathons and triathlons were found to boost women's health, reducing their vascular age by an average of six years. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh, listen, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, bruv, everything is trying to kill us. I don't know. I don't have the fucking answers. All I know is everything is trying to kill us. 
keep your fucking head on a swivel. Okay? Everything is trying to murk us. The water we drink is trying to kill us. The people we love are trying to kill us. HIV is trying to kill us. TB is trying to kill us. Heart attacks, strokes, bruh, everything is trying to kill us. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Cancer is trying to kill us. <laughs> bruh, hey, COVID-19 is still a thing and it's still trying to kill us. Right? Obviously. Right? Obviously. Wait. Obviously. Everything is trying to kill us. Bruh. Hey. Monkey pox is here. Monkey pox is here. And evidently. It's trying to kill us. Bruh. We are fucked. That's all I'm saying bruh. We are fucked. Niggas can't even run anymore. <laughs> right? Like, niggas can't even run anymore, bruh. Word is, the who is set to convene, right? An emergency meeting of experts on monkeypox this week to advise on whether the current outbreak constitutes a public health emergency of international concern or not. Meaning that it requires a coordinated response. We've been here before. Countries watching a health crisis unfold and then wondering if they will be next. And if so, what to do. It's much easier to stay out of trouble than it is to have to get out of trouble. On Thursday, the World Health Organization met behind closed doors to determine if the monkeypox outbreak should be considered a public health emergency. An emergency does not mean a pandemic, but it's essentially saying we have to be put on alert and let's do something about it. Part of the criteria WHO looks at is international spread. 3,000 cases in more than 50 countries have been recorded, hundreds in Canada and the U.S., and on Thursday, the first in South Korea. It's public health agency now pushing for vaccines and treatments. They do exist as smallpox vaccines. But the rush to vaccinate is being met with criticism. This virus has been ravaging parts of Africa since the 1950s. We just haven't learned our lesson very well uh, in terms of preventing pandemics, which is that you have to be able to uh, attack these issues at their source before they become a, um, a, an issue globally. Testing sites are now popping up globally, and there's a sense of urgency. Health experts say summer events, including pride, could become a nexus for spread. These events are powerful opportunities to engage with young, sexually active and highly mobile people. Doctors point out much of the current focus is on harm reduction, a concept born during the HIV crisis to minimize impacts of the virus and assist the people involved. But they're urging fast action in vulnerable communities actually vaccinate as PrEP, as pre-exposure prophylaxis, as preventing it. That's how we're going to stop it. A declaration of a public health emergency could come in a matter of days. Reggie Chikini, Global News, Washington. The monkeypox is here. The monkeypox has arrived. Bruh, be careful. Be careful. Okay, bruh, be careful. I don't know what to tell you, my nigga. The jet. I don't know what to tell you. 
All I know is the monkey pox is here. Bruh, the UK HSA announced 54 more cases of monkeypox in England last week Wednesday. One more in Scotland and a further case in Wales, bringing the UK total to 524 cases of monkeypox as of the 14th of June. Bruh, more than 1,800 cases of the monkeypox have now been confirmed in dozens of countries outside of Africa. Bruh, keep your fucking head on a swivel. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> everything, everything is trying to kill us, bruv. Bruh, hey, the World Health Organization has said that it will rename monkeypox to avoid discrimination and stigmatization as the virus continues to spread among people in an unprecedented global outbreak of the disease. You know what? Salute. Salute. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Salute to the World Health Organization. Evidently, one of you motherfuckers listens to might as well. All fucking facts because I said this shit from the jump. Legit, bruv, I told the who, right, that they need to change the name. Because niggas, hey, niggas are racist out here, right? They need to change the name because of the origins of the monkeypox, right? Or, or the place where the monkeypox was more prevalent, right? Prior to this global outbreak, bruh. Hey, they needed to change it because prior to this global outbreak, the monkeypox was mostly found in Central Africa. Right? You can see where the problem could arise. Right? You can see where the fucking racism could arise from. Right? It's right there. Central Africa, monkeypox, black people, white people are racist, white people call black people monkeys. I mean, it's right there. It's not rocket science. So salute to the who. Right? For for listening to Matt as well. Right? And now these niggas are set to rename the monkeypox, which is beautiful. Salute. WHO is also working with partners and experts from around the world on changing the name of monkeypox virus its clades and the disease it causes. We will make announcements about the new names as soon as possible. The global outbreak of monkeypox is clearly unusual and concerning. It's for that reason that I have decided to convene the emergency committee under the international health regulations next week to assess whether this outbreak represents a public health emergency of international concern. The move comes after scientists called for an urgent change to the name, which they described as inaccurate, discriminatory, and stigmatizing in a report released last week. An announcement on the new name would be made as soon as possible, said the who. 
This is beautiful. This is amazing. However, brah, the monkeypox has arrived. Buckle up. Buckle the fuck up, brah. Hey, everything is trying to kill us. Okay? Including ourselves. Everything is trying to kill us. Bruh, just a few weeks ago, <laughs> the USA didn't have baby formula. And bruh, hey, they still don't have baby formula. <laughs> okay? Them niggas still don't have enough baby formula because I saw that they were fucking importing some of the baby formula from Europe. Right? I mean, bruh, hey, babies didn't have baby formula. Meaning babies didn't have food in the USA. And now women don't have tampons. Bruh, I'm done. <laughs> like the, hey, hey, I'm done. I'm Bruh, I'm done. How about, let's just wrap it up. It's over. Okay, fam? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. It's over. Legit. Everything is trying to kill us. Right? Everything is trying to kill us. Ain't nobody safe. I'm fucking done. Bruh, women don't have tampons. There's a fucking tampon shortage in the USA. I mean, bruh, hey, let that shit sink in. If you are a baby and a woman on this here planet, bruh, buckle the fuck up. But then again, why bother? Why bother? Because we are all gonna die anyway. Bruh, society is set to collapse <laughs> in 2040. So why bother? Hey, bruv, if you are a woman, how about, hey, bleed all over the place? The American people are tired of women. <laughs> Mama said, Mama said, everything is trying to kill us. Listen, America is trying to kill us. Okay, bruv, these niggas have banned vapes. They banned jewels in America. You can't cop a jewel in America anymore. However, one can still walk to his or her nearest Walmart and cop him or herself a gun. Guns are still a thing. Assault rifles are all over the United States of America. However, you can't cop a vape. <laughs> Bruh, America is a hellscape. I told you niggas, there's no difference between America, the United States of America, and China. The two countries are the same. The two superpowers are the same. The only difference is America, the USA, manufactures consent. Via reality TV shows. And China enforces consent. That's the only difference. <laughs> Bruh. Hey, these lunatics got rid of Roe v. Wade. Let that sink in. In some parts of America, it's illegal to have an abortion. <laughs> Bruh. America is hell on earth. 
Give you hell to Satan. <laughs> and some of you niggas, some of you African motherfuckers, still wanna live in America. You niggas wanna chase your fucking dreams in Hollywood and New York. We have people like Bonang flying to America. We have people like Nasty C flying to America, chasing their fucking dreams. America is hell on earth. America is hell on earth. Everything is trying to kill us. And America and China are both at the top of the fucking list of everything that's trying to kill us. South Africa, the monkeypox is here. <laughs> the monkeypox is officially here. <laughs> There'll be more next week Because everything is trying to kill us It's getting spooky It's getting spooky It's getting spooky It's getting spooky it's getting spooky. 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 Weird times. Global weirding. Monkeypox isn't a new disease. We've known the virus can affect humans since 1970. But until now, it's largely been confined to countries in Western Central Africa, where it's endemic. The latest outbreak is concerning scientists because of the global scale and the risk that the virus will gain a permanent foothold in countries where it hasn't previously existed. But what is monkeypox and how do you know if you're infected? Monkeypox is a virus from the same family as the smallpox virus, although it's much less severe. We call it a zoonosis, which means it comes from animals. Although severe cases can occur, it's generally mild, a self-limiting disease that lasts between two and four weeks. So in medical textbooks, you tend to see two phases of disease described. The first phase is called the invasion phase, and this is where someone will have symptoms ranging from back pain to swollen lymph nodes, fatigue and fever. This will then develop within a day or two to have rashes and severe lesions on your body. What we think of traditionally as these horrible pus-filled blisters, which are maybe on your hands or feet or can be anywhere. The World Health Organization has noted that in this latest outbreak across Europe, North America and the rest of the world, we're seeing the symptoms develop slightly differently to traditionally how we've seen in Africa. So the two phases of the disease are much more merged. We're also seeing a lot more scabby spots and lesions rather than these pus-filled blisters. Some people only have a couple, some have many more. They tend to be focused more in the groin area, which may be a reflection of how it's spreading. And rashes tend to be more self-limiting. In some cases, the spots and rashes really aren't itchy, but in quite a few, itchy and painful and cause quite a lot of well, nastiness. Unlike Covid, monkeypox predominantly spreads between people via very close contacts. The virus enters through broken skin, even if this isn't visible, through our respiratory tract or through our eyes, nose and mouth. So how could it get there? It can spread via large exhaled droplets such as those triggered when you might cough or sneeze. 
but this would usually be during prolonged face-to-face -face encounters. More commonly, it spreads through close contact via skin, so especially broken skin and the sores and scabs that you get are highly infectious. You can also catch it through clothing or linen used by an infected person. This can present a big threat for healthcare workers who might be changing the bedding at a hospital. So far, the bulk of cases, though, in this outbreak have been among gay, bisexual and other men who have sex with men. There have been cases outside this group, but epidemiologists suspect it's been driven by sexual networks and amplified by super-spreading events. They're loath to describe it as a sexually transmitted infection and say it's much more likely the virus is spreading during the close contact that's associated with sex. But the jury is still out on whether you can spread it through sex and so as a precaution the UK is actually advising that you use a condom for eight weeks after an infection. Whenever there's a new disease outbreak it sets alarm bells ringing for scientists. But we do need to be clear this is not going to trigger another Covid-like pandemic. At this stage of Covid there were many more cases than we're seeing with monkeypox. But it is a concern because it's unusual for monkeypox to spread so widely outside of West and Central Africa. And experts are worried it might become endemic in new regions, including potentially the UK. They also think the spread might be helped because we're becoming more susceptible to monkeypox. So the smallpox vaccine actually offers protection against monkeypox. But since that disease was eradicated in 1980, we no longer do mass vaccination campaigns, suggesting our immunity might have fallen. So the World Health Organization and other experts are all keen that we nip this in the bud. However, it might be difficult. The sudden explosion of cases suggests there was undetected transmission for some time. And the WHO also says transmission trains are being missed, which means that cases are popping up where we have no idea where they come from. With events and festivals over summer, this could all be accelerated. Whether we can shut down the virus outside Africa and use what we've learned to better control the disease in those endemic countries remains to be seen. This year, Thailand has seen a striking turnaround in its laws on illegal drugs. Until recently, the kingdom's harsh penalties would see hundreds of foreigners locked up on long sentences. But now the government has completely legalised the use of marijuana, released thousands of prisoners, and, as our Southeast Asia correspondent Jonathan Head reports, sparked off a boom in weed-related businesses. The cannabis craze is sweeping Thailand. See how beautiful it is? This is the country's health minister, the architect of what's now one of the most liberal marijuana regimes anywhere in the world. Being cheered by enthusiastic locals who hope that this green gold will bring them new wealth. It is an astonishing turnaround for a country that still has some of the toughest punishments for drug use. We have already destigmatized these products from being uh, narcotic. People, when they have access to this cannabis industry, they will not go to the dark side. They will only focus on how to make a better living. Already, cannabis is being offered in a mind-blowing variety of forms. The official view is that this should all be for medical or therapeutic purposes. That's what the government is promoting to tourists. They want people coming to Thailand to get well, not high. In practice, though, the new law makes pretty much anything from the marijuana plant, however potent, legal. I am happy, really happy. Now villagers like us can grow it legally. We no longer have to hide. 
Even what's perhaps Thailand's most famous product, its cooking, has been caught up in the craze. It's actually an old tradition here of putting marijuana into quite a few recipes, including the dishes in front of me here, which the government would like to tap into as it pursues its goal of turning Thailand into a marijuana hub. But can it do that without an explosion in recreational use, something the government doesn't want to happen? Many doubt that it can. So what happens in here, Nan? We're mostly focusing on CBD flower strain, so... We're... Nan Chitchop is a marijuana enthusiast. Super exciting. Today is such a big win, I think, for, yeah. you know, all stoners in Thailand. <laughs> She's also the daughter of a powerful local politician who's backing cannabis cultivation in this poor rural region of Thailand. Nan plans to help local farmers with her know-how. She's not convinced that the government's focus on medical use is realistic. We all know from studying, like, you know, other markets that recreational is where the money's at. So I think this is a good step towards that if we're really um, thinking of this as an actual economic crop. Even though the government says it's strictly for medical purposes, it's not for recreational. I hope that they see the potential, like, economics of it, and hopefully that will aid with the legalization of, like, recreational use. This really feels like a new age for Thailand. Just a month ago, possessing this much marijuana might have got you 15 years in jail. Today, anyone can cash in on the weed bonanza and, with just a few restrictions, enjoy consuming it too. Jonathan Head, BBC News, Buri Ram, Thailand. You are unique. Your eyes cast a warm brown glow. Your voice carries a soft tone. Your nose creases when you smile. But the things that make you unique can also be used to track you. And in China, your appearance, the technology you use, and the sound of your voice are all types of information the Chinese government collects. The scale of this surveillance and the infrastructure supporting it are larger and more elaborate than previously known. For over a year, the New York Times has analyzed more than 100,000 government bidding documents. They spanned two decades and were collected and shared exclusively with us by Chinafile, a digital magazine published by the Asia Society. In these bidding documents, government agencies from across the country detail what surveillance products and services they need, from phone trackers to equipment used to collect iris scans and DNA samples. These documents explain the strategic thinking behind the purchases and invite companies to bid for project contracts. Together, they reveal China's ambition in collecting vast amounts of sensitive personal data. From the local to national level, China aims to gather as much information as possible on its citizens, centralize this data, and use it to maintain authoritarian rule over its entire population. Let's start with the cameras, the foundation of China's surveillance state. There's a lot of them. Analysts estimate that over half of the world's nearly 1 billion surveillance cameras are in China. 
These cameras surveil and store the images of all who cross their paths. A bidding document from Fujian Province in the country's southeast details the police's plan to improve their facial analysis system. It reveals just how much data their facial recognition cameras are capturing, so much so that they required a database 20 times as large. In this case, the system detects faces from video feeds and stores 2,000 images of those faces every day. Police keep them for six months. There are 7,000 video feeds in this Fujian system, so that's 2.5 billion facial images stored at any given time. All those images are for just one province in China. To put that in context, that's three times bigger than one of the largest US government facial recognition databases, which is run by Homeland Security. Throughout China, authorities are highly strategic about where they place cameras. Dozens of documents show that police detail the locations and precise viewing angles for the cameras. For example, there are instructions for a camera's placement on the northwest side of this apartment building in Beijing, and across the street from this kindergarten in the city of Jiaxing. Police don't just watch from the outside either. They want to put cameras inside the lobbies of these hotels, including at this franchise location of American hotel brand Days Inn. The hotel's front desk manager told the Times that the camera does not have facial recognition capabilities and is not feeding videos into the police network. One document from the town of Xiqiao in Guangdong province reveals the philosophy of local officials as they aim for maximum surveillance. They've determined that cameras should go in places where people fulfill their most common needs. The document lists coordinates for camera positions. They match locations where people shop, where they live, where they learn, and travel. To take advantage of all this footage, police around China rely on software to analyze and extract more information. State media promotes the software's ability to identify a person's race and ethnicity, the color of their clothes, and whether they're wearing a mask or glasses. Documents show this technology can search a person's image in existing databases for a match. These search results often contain more specific information about the person, like their national ID number, name, sex, and permanent address. While this type of technology is readily available, the documents show the government doesn't think it's being used widely enough. In one, China's top police agency complains that the analytical capabilities need to be better and are too decentralized. The government is determined to not only fix these consolidation issues, but to branch into new and more invasive surveillance technologies. While cameras track you in public, much of your private life is on your phone. Your location, the apps you have, the things you say online. The government is using all of this information to monitor you without you even knowing. Police use phone trackers to help connect your digital life to your physical location. Our investigation found a dramatic expansion of their use across China. Sometimes the trackers are invisible, hidden within cameras. 
Others look like Wi-Fi routers. Here's how authorities put this technology to work. Your phone is constantly searching for the strongest available network signals. Some trackers, known as IMSI catchers, imitate strong cellular signals, luring your phone's connection before capturing its unique identifying information. Other trackers, like Wi-Fi sniffers, lie in wait on public Wi-Fi networks, intercepting and analyzing your phone's outbound communications. Since these trackers can be installed throughout a city, authorities can use them to map out a phone's movements. Let's say you post something online that the government finds incendiary. Police can go to social media companies and find out your username, phone number, and your device ID. They can then look up that device ID to see what the trackers have captured. This way, police can find out where you've been and where they might be able to find you. These trackers can also exploit weak security practices and might be able to screen the apps you've installed. And those apps can say a lot about you. For example, police from a county in Guangdong bought phone trackers and hope they can use them to detect which phones have a Uyghur to Chinese dictionary app. Users of the app are likely part of the Uyghur ethnic minority, a group that is heavily surveilled and oppressed by the government. In 2019, a New York Times journalist walked around a city in Xinjiang, where most Uyghurs live. There, he found 38 Wi-Fi sniffers in just one neighborhood. We traced one of the earliest phone tracker purchases to Shandong province in 2015. Seven years later, according to our analysis, all 31 of mainland China's provinces and regions have them. Phone trackers are powerful tools on their own. But here's what happens when you combine them with other data. These are internal product presentations we obtained from MegV one of China's biggest surveillance contractors. MegV's technology compiles various types of personal data from mobile devices, cameras, and other sources. MegV told the Times its aim is to make communities safer and not, quote, about monitoring any particular group or individual. But this product is already being used by authorities and can display a person's movements, clothing, vehicles, mobile device information, and social connections. It shows us the type of dossier that authorities could generate for anyone. But we found that the pursuit of your personal data goes even further to the biology of what makes you who you are. This is the next frontier of surveillance in China. The government is actively collecting voice prints, iris scans, and DNA samples from its people and maintains that the primary use of this material is to track criminals. Chinese media often promote these efforts, but the documents repeatedly show that police are gathering troves of material from everyday citizens too. Like in the city of Zhongshan, here a document reveals that police are adding devices to record audio from at least a 300-foot radius around their street cameras. The document outlines their plan to use voice recognition software to analyze the audio and add people's voice prints to a database. The police hope that combining voice recognition systems with facial recognition cameras will help them identify targets faster. 
But since your voice, much like your appearance, alters over time, our investigation shows Chinese authorities are starting to collect personal identifiers that are less likely to change over time, such as iris patterns. One document reveals that in Xinjiang, where millions of Uyghurs live, a government contractor built a database that can hold iris samples of up to 30 million people, enough to cover Xinjiang's entire population. We discovered this same contractor is now building large iris databases across the rest of the country. Documents show that the Chinese government is collecting another type of sensitive biometric data from broad segments of the population: DNA from men. Authorities can use genetic tracing to catalog entire generations of men, so a database built today will be useful far into the future. China says it uses these genetic databases to solve crimes. Criminal investigations around the world also rely on genetic information for the same reason. Why chromosome DNA is passed down from father to son. Given a genetic sample from an unknown male suspect, investigators can compare the man's Y DNA to samples already present in their databases. A match indicates a relationship along paternal lines, and helps pinpoint the suspect's family history and geographic ancestry. Because of privacy concerns, many countries limit DNA collection to just criminals and suspects. But our analysis shows China stands out in its ambition to build ever larger databases of male DNA. We identified the earliest effort in Henan Province in 2014. Today, male DNA databases exist in at least 25 out of mainland China's 31 provinces and regions. The logic behind this ever-expanding campaign is clear. A bidding document from Gansu Province points out that as populations and family lineages grow, so too will the value of male DNA collection. In the same document, the police describe their objective this way: Do not miss a single family in each village. Do not miss a single man in each family. From faces to DNA profiles, iris scans to voice prints, the Chinese government is consolidating vast quantities of unique personal data with one ultimate goal: to build a comprehensive profile for each citizen, accessible anytime, anywhere, up and down the ranks of the government. This sweeping surveillance effort lays the groundwork for even more advanced methods of control. The documents show that the state is even working towards predicting potential threats before they materialize. It is building a future in which mass surveillance supports authoritarian rule, and it's unlikely to stay in China. Cases of a rare disease called monkeypox, caused by a less severe cousin of the smallpox virus. Are popping up around the globe, including in the United States. The monkeypox virus is endemic to several countries in Africa, which means most of the pictures you're about to see in this piece are from past outbreaks in those regions. According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the virus was first identified in 1958. 
when two outbreaks of a pox-like disease occurred in colonies of research monkeys, hence the name, monkeypox. But this is a bit of a misnomer. The natural reservoir for monkeypox has not been identified, but is most likely rodents or similar creatures. Now, since 1970, human cases of monkeypox have been reported in 11 African countries, and the first outbreak outside the continent was in 2003 in the United States. Cases were reported across several states in the Midwest linked to infected pet prairie dogs which had been housed with rats and dormice imported from Ghana. An outbreak in Nigeria that started in 2017 has been linked to over 500 suspected cases and more than 200 confirmed cases, and that continues today. While monkeypox generally spreads to people from infected wild animals, such as rodents and primates found in the rainforests of Central and West Africa, but human-to-human -human transmission can also occur. Back in 2008, I went to the Democratic Republic of Congo to visit where monkeypox is endemic. According to the CDC, infection can develop after close contact with an infected individual, such as an exposure to broken skin, mucous membranes, respiratory droplets, infected body fluids, or even contact with contaminated linen. However, monkeypox isn't thought to be airborne like COVID-19. Well, the CDC says seven to 14 days after infection, the first symptoms usually appear. They're usually flu-like, such as fever, chills, exhaustion, headache, and muscle weakness. The symptoms are then usually followed by swelling in the lymph nodes, which help the body fight infection and disease. Next comes a widespread rash on the face and body, which can also be felt inside the mouth and on the palm of the hands and soles of the feet. Patients also develop painful raised poxes. Those are pearly and fluid-filled, often surrounded by red circles. The lesions finally scab over and resolve over a period of two to three weeks. So far, there have been hundreds of confirmed or suspected cases of monkeypox where the virus isn't endemic. Most of them in countries like the United States, Canada, and Spain. The current outbreak is under investigation, but what we do know is that while anyone can get or spread monkeypox, the CDC says a notable fraction of cases in the current outbreak are happening among gay and bisexual men. Now, monkeypox isn't considered a sexually transmitted disease, but close and intimate contact is a significant factor for spread. The age of people in this current outbreak has mostly been people under the age of 50. Also notable, because older people likely had received the smallpox vaccine before the disease was eradicated, and that smallpox vaccine probably offered protection against monkeypox as well. The CDC says people infected with the virus need to isolate until all their rash and lesions have healed, new skin is formed, and they've consulted with public health authorities. There is no proven safe treatment for monkeypox, but the symptoms can be managed with existing medications. We aren't facing another COVID-type outbreak, but like the coronavirus, monkeypox is another zoonotic virus. That means it jumped from animals to humans and is now spreading between people. Belgium is returning the remains of the icon of Congo's anti-colonial movement to his family. A single tooth is all that is believed to remain of Patrice Lumumba after his assassination in 1961. 
An official ceremony to hand back the tooth is being held in Brussels. We'll speak to our correspondent there after this report on who Patrice Lumumba was and how he died. In this art studio in Brussels stands one of the greatest figures of the African independence movement. This larger-than-life-size statue of Patrice Lumumba is a tribute to him from the Congolese community in Belgium. Lumumba played a significant role in the transformation of the Congo from a Belgian colony into an independent republic. Uh, Patrice Lumumba fought for the freedom of his country and he was killed for that. And uh, the, the country never really recovered from that loss until today. Patrice Lumumba became the Congo's first prime minister after it gained independence in 1960. But he was only in office for a few months before he fell out with the country's former colonial ruler, which led to him being ousted in a coup, imprisoned, tortured and later executed. Ludo de Witte is a Belgian author who wrote a book about Lumumba's murder. The book reveals the Belgian government's complicity and details how Lumumba and two of his associates were executed in a forest and how their bodies were disposed. It was done during the night, so there were a lot of uh, villagers who um, were very suspicious. And so uh, very quickly, um, uh, Belgians and Qataris decided to dig up the bodies and to have the body completely destroyed. And so they cut them in, into pieces and uh, dissolved them into um, a barrel of uh, um, uh, sulfuric acid. A Belgian officer who was involved later confirmed the book's account, including the part about him removing Lumumba's tooth and keeping it as a trophy. After the release of the book in 91, a parliamentary commission of inquiry concluded that Belgium had, quote, moral responsibility for Lumumba's killing. Activism has continued here to force the country to fully recognize and atone for its brutal colonial past that led to the deaths of millions in the DRC. There's been some progress. After years of activism and debate, the Brussels municipality opened this square, named after and in honor of Patrice Lumumba. Authorities said that this symbolic gesture was intended to reflect Belgium's colonial past. Activists now use the space to tell people about Patrice Lumumba's life and legacy. The, the main thing that he was assassinated for was to erase him politically and to erase his memory. So uh, having the square is a, a way of uh, reviving his, uh, his memory. Patrice Lumumba's tooth is all that was left of him after he was killed. Belgium returning it to his family is being welcomed as a first step. We hope it to be the beginning of the recognition that colonialism was something wrong, was a crime uh, against humanity, and that we can start to install uh, a kind of uh, politic of reparation. It's taken decades for the truth about the circumstances of Patrice Lumumba's murder to emerge. Congolese people at home and abroad hope it will take less time for their nation and their hero to get justice. And on location at Petit Sablon Square, where the ceremony is taking place, is DW correspondent Christine Mundo, who filed that report. Uh, Christine, tell us about what's happening at the ceremony today. 
So, Nick, Patrice Lumumba's tooth has been in the Belgian prosecutor's office here in Brussels since 2016 when it was taken from the daughter of the officer who had held it as a trophy. Uh, in 2020, at the height of the Black Lives Matter protests, uh, the king finally responded to a letter by Patrice Lumumba's daughter where she was asking, or had been asking, uh, for the return of her father's remains. And, of course, the bureaucracy, the pandemic, led to several delays, and the day has finally come. Uh, the family is going to be received uh, by uh, a delegation of uh, uh, Brussels uh, Belgian officials uh, he headed by the Prime Minister. The federal prosecutor himself is going to hand over the tooth uh, that was uh, it's been placed in a specially made casket uh, and was brought to the venue uh, in a hearse. And how significant is this ceremony uh, to, to Belgium? Is it the country's moment of reckoning with its colonial past, do you think? Well, Nick, the, the Belgian Prime Minister said that this was a turning point uh, for, 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 for this country's relations with its former uh, colony, the Congo. But just recently, the Belgian royals uh, were in the Congo, and the king, whilst there, expressed uh, what he called was his deepest regrets for, for the colonial era. We're talking about a time where about 10 million Congolese people are said to have died of starvation. They were, they were killed of disease uh, in the first 23 years of Belgium's uh, rule in the Congo. He expressed his deep regrets but he didn't apologize. Uh, so a lot of people are questioning uh, the, the, the sincerity uh, of, of all of this. Um, uh, we also have to point out, uh, Nick, that uh, beyond uh, this, this returning of, of these remains, uh, the Congo uh, is, is, is in deep distress. After the mur murder of uh, Patrice Lumumba, a, a dictatorship that lasted over 30 years followed, uh, where the, continu the country continued to be pillaged. And people in the Congo see that as a result of Belgium's involvement. Those who were involved in the murder of Patrice Lumumba uh, were never prosecuted uh, themselves. So there's a lot of skepticism, but some do hope that this is the start uh, of something wider. Oh. Well, thank you for being with us on this historic day. DW correspondent Christine Mundwa. My children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on, all right? That's not happening. And I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to, I, I will call every- okay, That's three minutes. You've you gone past your time. It's a policy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll see y'all on Monday. Maui. My beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar bitches. My grandmother died a few days ago, and um, 
you know, the whole family is in disarray. However, uh, I'm not. Um, I'm super calm. And I'm just super grateful that I got to spend the time that, that I spent with her. She was incredible. She was loving. She was peaceful. She loved fashion. She was funny. She was smart. She was all of that. A queen. In every sense of the word. Um, everybody's sad. I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. However, I'm happy that I got to meet her. I'm happy that I got to grow up in her presence. I feel blessed. I feel lucky. Hence, I choose to celebrate her life. I choose to celebrate her life. You know, um, a few years back, um, she called me and um, we had a dope call and towards the end of the call, something told me that I needed to record her. You know, something was like, hey, Maui, record your grandmom because she's spitting some, some dope shit, so record her. And then I pulled out my, uh, my microphone and I recorded the last few minutes of that call. And, and man, like, I'm, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. Um, so uh, I'm about to play you that recording. Just listen to my grandmother, man. Like, she, she was amazing. And... Um, it's, it's, I don't even know what to say, but, you know, Maui Mao, you know, <laughs> Maui Mao has nothing to say, you know, <laughs> talkative Maui Mao has nothing to say. Um, I'm speechless, man. Um, of course, I'm still shocked, however, um, I'm just, I'm just smiling. You know what I mean? I'm just, um, I'm happy. I'm happy that I got to meet my grandmother. So um, just listen to her, man. Oh, and by the way, the clip is in Sesotho. So if you are outside of South Africa, please get yourself an interpreter. <laughs> Do better. Stop moving like a fucking president. <laughs> it's all jokes, man. Ladies and gentlemen, my grandmother. Yeah, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be sharp. I all a pleasure. Sure, I love you. I love you too, Nana. Mm, ciao, ciao. Sharp. Sure. Sharp. Sure.